0: I'm Scott Schuette.
1: And I'm Dr. Janine Steister.
0: Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach with the jock and the doc. We are here to disrupt some of the current thinking around how the fitness industry approaches clients. Our goal is to educate and inspire fitness professionals to get the results, income, hours, and career that they want and deserve.
1: Our combined experience in education and psychology and fitness create a new insight on ways to become the ultimate coach.
0: Welcome to the next episode of Becoming the Ultimate Coach. I am the jock. This is the doc. And today we're going to talk about how to help your client that is not listening. And so we get this as coaches. Like uh, we meet with them initially. They're excited. We're excited. we, We put a plan in place. They're going to be changing some of these things up. We're going to be working on habits, all these different things. And then a week later, they come back and they haven't done a thing. And it it kind of makes you sad as a coach. Um, And so what we're going to talk about today of like the reasons why that might be happening, some different things that you can change as uh, uh, techniques to get better results. And ultimately, the, the, the number one thing I feel like I have to have is empathy for that client. So a lot of people come in, they have a lot of shit going on in their life like they have work they have kids some of them have parents that aren't doing really well either like they have stressors they have a lot of things going on and they want to change they really do they've already done the hardest thing they showed up to work out or start with you and gyms are very intimidating for people and they feel very um bad about themselves because they haven't been training they haven't been eating healthy and so they're there so i give them kudos for just showing up now the big thing is Helping them get started. And it might take a couple weeks of them coming in, you saying almost the same things, maybe changing things out, maybe talking different replacements, um, different root causes, which we talked about in previous episodes, if you want to get deep into that. But really kind of digging into that and, and helping them along the way. And number one, be patient with them. Um, Janine, what, what do you think is uh, something these trainers need to think about when working with clients that aren't following what they're saying?
1: Yeah, I think oftentimes, um, just human nature, when someone is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they come back and they haven't done anything. It's that assumption of like, oh, this isn't important to them or they're not motivated or it's even personal. Like, oh, did, did this person just waste my time? I spent all this time and energy sharing with them. How could they not have done anything in an entire week or two? And, um, and that's human nature. But the reality is, is that, um, A couple of things are probably going on, and one of them is is that your clients typically really care about what you think. They've poured their heart out to you, they've been vulnerable, they've shared what their goals are, and you gave them a lot of information. And it can be really intimidating to say, I didn't follow half of what you just said, Or um, it all sounded great, but you were talking fast and you didn't write it down or you didn't give me something in writing and I walked out and then I got phone calls from the spouse, Um, kids don't have their lunch boxes, I gotta run there and I'm now late for work. Um, And somehow by the end of all of that, I didn't remember everything you said and I was too embarrassed to contact you um, and say, hey, could you remind me? Or you talked to me about that protein, I tried it, I didn't like that. But I don't want to offend you and say, I don't like your protein, as opposed to saying, like, hey, is there different flavors or different brands, something like that, or it's too expensive for me or whatever it is. And so um, really understanding that they care about what you think. That's why they're in front of you and they want your help. Um, but our society also puts such a premiere on um, mastering things, you know, we have master classes, we have advanced this and advanced that, and um, it's always about getting more information and kind of nailing it. And we need to create space for our clients to know like, hey, I'm sharing information with you. What, would you, what do you think you can accomplish this next week? Or start something small, and then also give them the grace that if they didn't get it, then ask why. Because if they come back and they didn't get anything done, and you're like, all right, well, right, let's just try it again this week, you got this, which is not a bad response because it's encouraging, you're also not peeling back any layers as to why it didn't get done. And again, if I'm worried that you're going to be offended that I don't like your protein, I might be like, okay, I'll, I'll try it again. And then they may either stop showing up or they just feel like crap every time they come because they're not getting things done.
0: So we talked about this in previous episode of like the power of three, and so we, we- Number one, you got to keep things simple because if you overwhelm them with information, they're just going to walk around and walk away and not know what to do anything. So we talk about, okay, what's um, what's a major caloric binder and how do we uh, adjust that? What's something that they're lacking in their diet that we can increase that? And and how do we increase movement? So what's nice is when people come and they start and they're already working out with a trainer a couple times a week. I'm like, well, that's that's pretty simple to increase your movement. Like you just have to show up for your sessions, um, and people are pretty good about doing that. Um, the one where we're talking about increasing, like water, is a good example of like. They're coming in, I'm like, okay, how much water are you doing? They're like, well, I'm doing about 20 ounces uh, a day. And I literally see this from people. I'm like, okay, this next week we're going to try, we're going to shoot for 30 ounces. And we're going to figure out, okay, here's your bottle and that's the goal. And we're going to try that. And when we talk about the caloric Offender, it's something like we, they're doing late night ice cream, and we're using these replacement bars, the, what are they called again? Outshine. Outside, I can't even remember. These Outshine bars that are a lower calorie. So they have to go to the store and get those. And then a week later, they come back, and they're like, oh, you know, I, I made my workouts. Um, I increased my water half the days. I haven't got to the store to get the outside bars. I celebrate that as a huge win. They feel like they failed because they haven't done things perfectly. I am celebrating that because, listen, they've showed back up. They've made their workouts. They're increasing water some, so that's improvement. They just haven't made it to the store to get the stuff, and, and that happens. So anything that you can have for them, just showing back up and doing a little bit of change, I am celebrating that because I want to encourage them to keep going. Because it's amazing, you know. Again, they're 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 dealing with life. And we're trying to change things that they're doing in their life, so it's not set up for their, for them. It takes a lot more work at first because they have to consciously think about it. Like they're going to the store, and I hate doing this. I hate buying new things at the store because I'm walking up and down the aisles. First, like if I'm going to the things we already know, I'm like I know exactly where the things are. I know where my chicken sausage is. I know where my chicken is. I know where my bananas are. I know where my rice is. Like I can go in and out, and I'm like it's a timed event for me. But if I'm finding something else in there, it's like I'm spending double the time. But once you know where it's at, it makes it much easier for the next trip. And so that's the same thing that we're thinking about with our clients. Like, we want to push them, celebrate, and understand that it might take some work and effort to get there.
1: Well, and one of the analogies I use um, <coughs> to kind of help people, especially coaches, thinking about how to how to put their heads wrapped around like why somebody can't get to the store in a week to get these outshine bars. If you've ever taken a trip. Um, Think about all the planning and how much time a lot of those trips took you to plan. You had to rework your schedule for work potentially, um, you had to push appointments around you had to figure out where you're going how you were going to get there, Transportation any of those things And my point here is your schedule is different You're doing something new and different that trip is different It's not what you do on a day-to-day basis And so very few people now some are super spontaneous and just pick a flight and go with it But most of us will have some forethought and think about things a week or two in advance and move things around and research them so similarly when your client's sitting with you and you've given them three things to do, it's going to take a little bit for them to think about, oh, geez, my husband usually goes to the store and grabs the groceries. How am I going to explain these bars to him? And then usually he's pretty, like, he just has his routine and it's a timed event wants to get out of there. So maybe I need to go this first time, buy them, show him what it is, start adding it to our grocery list. It just takes more thought and effort, and it's going to take a while to do. And so, again, thinking about how schedule and, and routine changes impact us and how we do that, you can really apply it um, to your clients as well.
0: And the other one to break down, too, that maybe the reason why they're not following with it is you didn't find the right replacement for them. So we talked a lot about this. We have multiple episodes that we talked about these root causes, how to find the right replacements. And it takes a little bit of experimentation. Like number one, we need to find the right, um, Root cause for that so say we are replacing the ice cream and we do think it's sensory and we try the Outshine bars and they're like ah, I didn't like the outsh- outshine bars well we need to find something else I'm like okay get some frozen strawberries get some of the chocolate protein powder um, put just a little bit of water in there you blend it up it's got like an ice cream texture with it like with mine I can pour upside down from the blender and nothing will come out it's so thick and you can try that so it might take a little bit of experimentation for them to find something that they really like because if they come to you they're like well I tried it it just wasn't very good I'm like well that's not to last long so we need to find something else so it might take some of that experimenting and playing and giving them different ideas and the beauty is like a lot of these ideas I get from other clients that they start to kind of figure out like hacks that work for them and I just kind of take note of that and I give suggest- suggestions so number one we have to make sure we're, we're matching the root cause and then two we're gonna to have to experiment with that replacement and it might take a little bit of time to get that down
1: absolutely and, and again you know as, as you're processing that too Um, Even, let's go back to the ice cream and let's say it is the the strawberries and the chocolate protein powder and a little bit of water and they're like, this is delicious. Remember that they don't necessarily have to be doing that every single time. So again, a lot of times it's hard for people just to get rid of the ice cream or if the family's eating ice cream too. It's still a connection piece, even if it's about taste and things like that. So maybe picking a few days where it's the ice cream and then the other days where it might be that. And then over time, we might be able to really wean the ice cream out more. So it's it's finding that root cause, finding that, that match, that strategy that really matches. And again, taps into their likes or dislikes, their environment, their preferences. And then also thinking about moderation, for some people, they don't do moderation well, and you do gotta just cut it out and replace it. But for those where moderation is something that's possibly um, a potential, fading some of those behaviors slowly but surely and not asking for a one-to-one
0: replacement. So to recap from today, the, the number one is, is be patient with your clients, give them time, celebrate these smallest wins, um, and keep experimenting with different things till they can find the path, the right replacement that is perfect for them. So.